Hello and welcome to Wherever You May Be. We're part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll be talking about all things Chelsea. I'm Rory Jennings and today joining me is my good friend, Charlie Skillen. Charlie, have you recovered from the weekend? Not quite. It's like the world's worst hangover, isn't it? Losing an FA Cup final, particularly to Arsenal. It's terrible, isn't it? It's I think, fun. do you know what? I think that people often say things about the magic of the cup and has it lost its magic and does it mean anything or is it simply a route into Europe? Or, And I can categorically state that that is not the case. It is a wonderful competition and I know that because I'm so jealous of Arsenal fans celebrating and I'm still in so much pain. Look, I completely agree. I think all, all those all those kind of considerations like league games and whether you want top four, when it comes to cup final day, that all goes out the window, doesn't it? It doesn't matter what teams are playing. And even though it wasn't the big day out of cup finals previous, it still had that sense of occasion. And unfortunately, Chelsea just didn't rise to it. And it was, um, yeah, particularly to a London rival, it's, uh, it's, it's one that still smarts and one that I hope serves the club with the wake-up call that's required. I know, it's such, it's such a shame. But we have to be like finding the positive. It's been a good season, hasn't it? Lampard's done well. He's not to blame for the cup final, is he? Uh, no, no, of course he's not to blame for the cup final. I mean, look, I I think he he did get the game plan wrong, um, which what you know, which which has been the case at times this season, but I said this earlier in the week. It seems to have been that people have massively changed the goalposts when it comes to Frank Lampard and Chelsea this season. When he came in under a transfer ban, shorn of the player that has done everything for Chelsea in the last five years, Eden Hazard, people you know, People were going on about 10th or 8th or top 6 would be a great season. We got top 4 and got to the FA Cup final. Of course, it was devastating to lose that cup final. But I don't think it takes away from the overall progress that we've made as a club. Um, particularly in terms of bringing through young players. Particularly in terms of um, having a manager at the head who everyone is behind and, and seems to be building something for the future. Uh, we know that all these ex- exciting signings like Timo Werner and uh, potentially Kai Havertz, um, we know that Lampard has been instrumental in bringing those people to the club. So I think I think it has been a good season overall, particularly when we could go to the games. It was an enjoyable season. And um, I think, you know, Lampard's first season will be looking back as a bit of a learning curve, but that was always going to be the case. Yeah, here's one for you then. My cousin is an Arsenal fan. He's a cab driver in London. He's an Arsenal fan. He is saying to me that Arsenal have had a better season than Chelsea. Is that true? It's a very hard one. Uh, the man in question actually uh, messaged me on Saturday as well. Did he? He's a liberty, yeah, he's a liberty he, taker. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get a reply. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yes, I think they have because they won a cup. They've had a better season. I, yeah. I'm inclined to agree because nobody remembers who finished third and fourth, do they? Really? It doesn't no, matter. It doesn't no. go down in history. No. I mean, longer term, look, I think we're in a better position than Arsenal. But in terms of when you look back upon this season, Arsenal will look back on winning a 14th FA Cup and, and you know, we sort of just scraped into the Champions League. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what? I'm going to spin this. I was going to sort of make this a bit of a post-mortem of the cup final. But instead of doing that, let's try and find the positives. What were you impressed by? Uh, the first eight or nine minutes. Yeah, we, we were good. <laughs> we were good. Well, the game look, lasted ten minutes. You'd have won the cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, in, in, you know, we started incredibly. Um, we we were first for every ball. We were really really fast. Scored a brilliant goal under Pulisic, um, and then unfortunately, as Lampard said afterwards, we completely lost it. And it looked 
it looked a bit like last season at times where we were so ponderous, sort of making five-yard passes here and there. Impressive-wise, um, Pulisic, again, um, as has been the case um, for most of like post-lockdown, was the man making it all happen. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't a great deal to write home about apart from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, him being injured as well, hopefully, obviously, he recovers in time for next season. But uh... I don't necessarily want to do this, but I suppose it's only right. We, we've got to discuss the ref, even briefly. We've got to have that conversation, haven't we? I mean, of course. Look, I, I'm not a big one for, you know, saying the ref won the game, the ref lost the game. And, uh, you know, often I believe who is or isn't the ref doesn't have much bearing, but it was so blatant and it was such a disgraceful performance by the referee. I mean, Chelsea was second best on the day, but you really can't legislate for decisions like Kovacic being sent off. I mean, there's not a, there's not a, another person alive who thought that was a second yellow. Who the handball was, hand was a weird one as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was so bizarre on the telly that you never saw that again. I mean, we're told that it wasn't sort of quite outside, but still you've got to see it. And why isn't VAR being brought in to look at that? Mm. Um, how how that game can get to half time and have Arsenal have nine fouls given to them and us have none given to us yeah, is, is, is ridiculous. And he even... And it was the case all throughout the game, not even these big flashpoints, even, you know, very last sort of play of the game. Like, it was such a foul on Pedro mm. um, when, he, when he was brought down just outside the area. And, you know, who, who's to say, you know, it's a, it's a free kick just outside the box. That yeah. wasn't given. I mean, yeah, it's it, a free kick outside the box with Mason Mount on the pitch. That's right, Marcus Alonso. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a disgraceful display. He's the, first, he's the first referee ever to referee two cup finals. And the first one it was us as well. It was us it? against yeah, Arsenal yeah. as well, and he was disgraceful in that one. Um, he's always a very poor referee for Chelsea. He's the referee Anthony Taylor, who didn't send Harry Maguire off for that blatant kick on Batshuayi. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the he's the one um, you know with the Tottenham keeper when he gave the foul against Willian, was it? Oh yes, and yeah, um, yeah. which was a lo- just a ludicrous decision. It was it was such a clear penalty. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, it's 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 very very frustrating from that point of view, and I I can't really think of one since you know the famous Barcelona game yeah. where the decision of, to of been of yeah where the decision to both got no hair. I don't know if yeah, that's a yeah, connection. Yeah. Um, I've not I haven't seen one since that was been so consistently poor like that against Chelsea. Yeah, it's a shame because I don't think that. I don't think that we can blame the ref, but the ref did rob us of a chance of winning it. Yeah, well, look, I mean, how many cup finals have you seen where it's not a great game? You know, you don't have to play particularly well to win finals. Yeah. Um, it, it's just about just about who takes a chance on the day. And, you know, um, a, a free kick here, a, you know, going down to 10 men completely needlessly. You know, you, you, we were second best on the day, but look, stuff like that it just doesn't help at all. Yeah, uh, so the season is practically over for us. You know, it's hanging by a thread. Do you um, not think we're going to win four 0 against Bayern Munich? No, no, <laughs> I don't think we want to. You're such a pessimist. I don't. I, I, but this this Champions League, I don't think that Chelsea want to progress. We're not going to win. The no, Champions League. no, of course. No, I mean, look, we're we're I going mean, we're going to Germany hoping for a one all, aren't we? Yeah. And they'll settle for a one all. I imagine the game could finish the draw. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean to be honest, they haven't played for weeks, have they? So. I actually think Chelsea might win over the 90 minutes, but we're certainly not going to win 4-0. No. Um, added to that, the injuries we've now got, as Piliqueta is obviously going to be out. Pulisic is obviously going to be out. Um, William, I don't expect to play. I'm not quite 
buying all this injury talk. No, considering it, feels, it looks it feels like a bit Kia Jurabchian, doesn't it? Yeah, considering he's um, looks like he's off to, off, Arsenal. Off to Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's almost a case. I don't think Lampard would do this because you know, Chelsea. He's very into like Chelsea's pride. We can't go. We can't get beat like nine nil on aggregate. No. But I think it almost might be a case of going. You know, giving some kids a run out and stuff because it is essentially depressingly a pointless game it, yeah so with the season over yeah is it time to discuss can we can, do you think we can go for a player of the season have you thought about that uh yeah i've got one certainly gone mason mount for me um i think given that this previous season he was a championship player um his impact on the team his impact on chelsea performances his personal growth throughout the season has been something to behold. And yes, of course, he's had ups and downs, but he's a 21-year-old playing his first um, season in the Premier League. That's going to happen. Uh, he's played more games for anyone else, um, for, for Frank Lampard, than anyone else in the squad this season. I always felt that even when he wasn't playing that well, and obviously he's been one of the best players post-lockdown, but he did, you know, at the turn of the year, go through a, go through a really dodgy spell. But even then, I felt we weren't the same team without him in it, um, without his constant pressing, uh, his constant movement, his constant work. And, you know, the, the the people he finds with his passing, he's got a fantastic range of passing. Um, Good and, goal in him as well. Uh, yeah, exactly, which is which is what we miss. And, you know, I, especially if you're playing both Jorginho and Kovacic, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a, I'm a huge Kovacic fan, but... Neither of them have much of a goal in them at all. No. Um, they, they they have improved in that regard, but but not so much that you can count on them for a goal. Whereas Mason Mount is is a player that you know is always likely to pop up with a goal, and and we've been missing that in recent years. Do, all over do the you pitch. know who I'm going to give it to? Who's that? I can't believe that I'm going to give it to him, but because I, I didn't see it happening at all at the beginning. But I think it's Christian Pulisic. It's an interesting shout. I mean, again, such a young player. People forget about his age. Because he costs so much money, he costs 60 million from Borussia Dortmund. But I kind of agree with you as well. I mean, certainly post lockdown. Um, mm. I remember watching that Burnley game with you. Yeah, when he scored that, when he, scored he that announced himself. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. And then obviously in and out of the team as a young player, a new signing coming to the Premier League for the but first time. But he started time. slowly as well. He did, yeah. I mean, he was kind of the one disappointment, wasn't he? Early when, on. Yeah. When all these young players were doing so well, and it's like, well, where's Pulisic? Where's this yeah. fellow we paid 60 million for? Um, but to kind of shake that off and become, I mean, there's no doubt as it stands, who's Chelsea's talisman. Yeah. And it's Christian Pulisic, you know, um, when the, you know, cup final lineup, you're looking for Pulisic. And, and he delivered. Know, and he delivered, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, the second that he went off as well, that was the moment where you thought Arsenal's named on the cup here. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and fair play to him as well, even though he did his hamstring, you see, he still got the shot away. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's yeah. like a credit. That's a credit to him really. Um, no, no, I completely agree. I'm very, very excited uh, about him, you know, kicking on even more. Like, I mean, for the amount of minutes and the amount of games he's played, his his return in terms of goals and assists is incredible. Mm. So if he can build on that, we've got a hell of a player on our hands. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so looking forward, we should probably do this in segments. Right? We'll save some of it for, for different episodes, but we'll have a look now. We'll start with... I was going to say the defence, but I actually think that we need to talk specifically about the keeper. Should we just talk about... It's a bit depressing, isn't it? I think that's where we need... So, look, we know that there's we need to improve in various departments on the pitch. We'll look at a different one next episode. But for this episode, we'll just focus on the keeper. Our, our options currently are Willy Caballero and Kepa Ariza Balaga. Uh, 
Very good. Thank you. What do you think? You know, like, what do we do? Do we? Where... I, I I don't think. I mean, look, uh, I don't think either of them will be at the club next year. Um, potentially Caballero will, um, but as as a backup, I think I think Caballero has done very well when he's been called upon, um, especially for for a player at the end of his career. I think it was quite clear the Man United semi final when he when he played instead of Kepa. I thought the team was so much more confident, um, and that, and that obviously carried on to the, that vital Wolves game when I think that was that was really kind of the final nail in Kepa's coffin. That because up till then, I mean, I know Kepa got drops around the turn of the year, but up till then. Kepa had been the league keeper, Cavalera being the cup keeper. And to have such a vital game Cavalera played, I think I do think that's the end for Kepa at Chelsea. And you know Where will he go though? I think I I think he'll probably go on loan, but only because only because we <laughs> no one's gonna buy him, unfortunately. And it, it's just it's just a sad case of Is he a good second choice keeper? So if we were to buy somebody good, you know, a Pope, yeah. a no black, someone like that, yeah. is Ariza Balaga, a good enough second keeper? I yes, think, yes, yeah, he yes, is. It's yes, a ridiculous yeah, question. Course, and I know the is. answer to that. Yeah, I mean, of course he is. Of course he is, you know. But what he's been shown to be is not good enough, certainly at the minute, for Chelsea mm. as a first keeper. And that's what he's been brought in to do for £70 million. At this stage of his career, he's obviously going to want to play. We're not. I don't think Chelsea are going to find anyone to take them off our hands for anything like what we paid for him. So with that in mind, I think they'll probably send him on loan just to get him out of the club really because I think it's quite clearly it's just not a situation that's working for anyone. Lampard is clearly not having him. It's it's clearly not good for Kepa's development, his happiness, all the rest of it. So I think if he, he needs he needs to play somewhere else and I think that will be on loan. Um if they if Chelsea can get any money for him you know any decent money I mean clearly they clearly they could get but nobody nobody could they Thirty million is still. He's still yeah, I, look, I agree with you, but he's still he's still Spain's keeper. You know, mm, um, I wonder if he is though. Maybe not. I wonder if he is. Maybe not. But I don't think he will be. If you're not mm. playing for Chelsea, and he shouldn't be getting the Spain team, should you? No, no, no. Like no. if nobody, like just off the top of my head here, uh, David de Gea not having a good season, but he's still starting. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, but. I mean, I, I just think it was, it, it was such a, it's unfortunate because it's, you know, it sounds like we're so down on him, but he has been so poor and it was a, it was a very grave mistake to buy him for that much money, to to make him the more We were forced expensive. into a corner though, weren't we? It was, it was we were, courtois. It's, it's always avoidable. It's to, to, to gamble that much on someone who hadn't even been a pro that long to, for anyone that knows anything about football, to see a keeper of that height and think he's going to be a dominant force in the Premier League is is a dodgy decision at best. Mm. Um, we'll and see, and we'll I just look, look, we might all have eggs on our faces in a couple of years. But it's I not think, eggs on our face, though. He's know, been terrible this year. Yeah. If he if he turns into a good player, we'll call him a good a yeah. good player. Yeah, of course. But I think for the minute, I think it's quite clear that he needs to not be at Chelsea next season. And Chelsea, to that end, need a keeper desperately. Mm. Um, and I, I'm Are you sh- hearing anything? Is Nick Pope an actual option? I mean, that's the one that I like the look of. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's done very very well for Burnley this season. He, he nearly got the Golden Gloves. That's outrageous yeah, for for Burnley as well. Yeah, you know, think how many um, shots Burnley sort of conceded exactly. as well. Um, I think Old Black would be the dream if they can try and make that work. Um, it's too much money. We're They're seeing, talking a hundred million, aren't they? Yeah, we're, yeah, exactly. Well, we, we spent seventy million on a keeper two years ago. Mm. Um, 
Andrea Nana of Ajax would be a cheaper option. Um, he's he he was obviously fantastic in that in that run uh, to the Champions League semis. Um, but again, it's a sort of that's quite you know that even with that, that's a gamble, isn't it? You know, do, does he settle in straight away? Is he is he definitely that keeper? You know, it, he's not as good a keeper as Allison. He's not as good a keeper yeah. as Edison. Oblak may well be. You yes. know, um, I think I think what's clear, no matter who it is, is this situation with Kepper and Willie. Won't he play and whatever? That needs to just end. Yeah. And it, it, it's, I think it's Frank Lampard's first priority. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see how he handles it because it's going to be his first big decision with the personnel, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And look, he's. I think I've been so pleased with the transfer so far. It's the first summer for a long time, I think, when we've gone out straight away and got players that other clubs wanted. You know, Timo Werner, we've, we we did that so well. You know, Real Madrid was sniffing around, Liverpool was sniffing around. Look, I'm not saying he told Real Madrid and Liverpool to do one and sign for Chelsea, but the fact that we went in there and got that happen. deal done yeah. with Frank Lampard at the centre, with Marina at the centre of it, and that all happened very, very quickly. Um... And it looks like a similar thing is happening with Havertz. Um, I've been very impressed with the way the Lampard has been central to all these dealings. And I hope that continues. And I hope it's someone who can play in goal and centre-half and left-back and all the rest of it. So do I. And do, do you know what, Charlie? I've loved it. This has been a it's real been good, joy. Yeah, it's been real, really good fun. But something, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And one thing that I don't like What's that? is when they draw on, they go too long. So I'm going to finish this one right now. And hope that everybody comes back to join us for episode two. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, I do hope that you've enjoyed what you've heard. We'll be back again after the biggie. Well, I say biggie. Is it Bayern Munich? <laughs> we'll see. We'll but be back after the Bayern Munich game. We'll be back after the Bayern Munich game. Yeah. All right. I'll see you all then. Cheers.